That is Anne Hathaway singing Somebody to Love from Ella Enchanted. One of the most iconic Disney movies ever. I am literally obsessed with that movie so much. I have not seen it in years and years and years. I'm going to watch it tonight on Disney Plus after I finish recording this episode and take a shower because I love Ella Enchanted and I'm a huge Anne Hathaway fan. Um, I literally followed her career, of course, since Princess Diaries, Ella Enchanted, uh, Brokeback Mountain, Devil Wears Prada, famously, um, uh, Ocean's 8. Uh, Batwoman, I mean, just countless roles, because she's an icon, she's one of my favorite actors ever, actresses ever, um, and I just, I'm, I'm living for somebody to love, so shout out to her, and Disney. Hi everybody, happy Friday, it's Andrew, uh, the Mistress of Pop Culture, coming at you, um, it's been a very, very long week, it's, it's, okay, this week has been pretty tumultuous in terms of news, uh, not an easy week, uh, in terms of following the news with the loss of, uh, Nick Cord- Cordero, uh, Naya Rivera, and just everything going on politically and the um, spike in coronavirus cases uh, in California and in various other states. So I was thinking to myself because I, I read CNN and, and, you know, pretty much everything. CNN, Fox, everything, everything. I absorb it all. I take it all in because I want to know what's going on. I want to be really well informed. So I thought, you know, for two whole days this weekend, by the way, happy Friday, um, I'm just not going to look at the news. I'm going to watch... Disney and Nickelodeon and the new Peacock Network and Disney Plus and HBO and Sex and the City and all the things that I love to really get my spirits back to where they need to be because quite honestly, it's just, it's, it's all, life's about a mental game and keeping your mental, your mentality happy and upbeat and positive. Um, and I just feel like it's really hard to do that nowadays. I mean, I live alone, so luckily I'm in an environment that I can sort of control. Um, I went to see my best friend and my dog today, and even though uh, the governor, the mayor of LA is like, don't see people you don't live with, I have to see my dog, so that's honestly a, a necessary visit. Um, we went to Petco, we bought them all new toys, some new little booties. Um, I love when you're at Petco, and your dog sees another dog, or your cat, or whatever, she's another dog. I have a, a case in point of dog. My dog sees other dogs, they like run up to each other, and they greet each other, and it's literally the cutest, most cathartic thing ever. And it sort of takes my mind off of, like, all the crap that's going on in the world. But I don't know. That's just me. But aside from that, um, I hope everybody had a good week, all things considering. And I hope everybody is going into a weekend with plans. Or if you don't have plans, uh, you know, stay home, obviously, wear a mask. But if you do have plans, please wear a mask and, you know, just be with people hopefully you live with or your family and whatnot. But, yeah. Anyway, so I have four stories for you today. Oh, excuse me. I just had the best chicken eggs from Whole Foods. <gasps> Ooh, I have the hiccups now because I ate them so fast. I have not eaten all day. Well, I, was, I, I had a big little swing, but that doesn't really count. I buy these frozen chicken nuggets from Whole Foods. They're literally out of this world with Annie's ketchup. Oh, just the beanie, bee's knees. Okay. Um, so, so I guess without further ado, let's, you know, hop into our, our uh, juicy topics of the day. Okay, first story comes from E! News. I've uh, sort of touched upon this a little bit. Not a huge amount, but I've, you know, definitely been reading about it. And I think I've talked about it once or twice on this podcast. Um, but, Yeah. Former Ellen DeGeneres show employees claim they were subject to, quote, toxic work environment. <clears throat> so, hold on one sec. <clears throat> Excuse me. So there's been a few articles since coronavirus started about Ellen and her show and sort of there being a toxic environment with regards to her staff. She hasn't directly addressed it, which doesn't mean it's true. It just means sometimes high-profile people don't want to address rumors that are basically conjecture. Um... But let's read it and then we'll dissect. Okay. 
Uh, once again, this is from E! News. One of the current and 10 former employees from the Ellen DeGeneres... From uh, of Ellen DeGeneres, sorry, have come forward anonymously with claims regarding a toxic work environment on set. The individuals who spoke on the condition of an anon- not anonymity um, out of fear of retribution uh, told BuzzFeed News in a piece published Thursday, July 16th that Ellen DeGeneres' daytime talk show isn't the cherry benevolent program viewers see at home. Instead, employees said they were fired after taking medical leave or bereavement fi- days faced microaggressions, and were subject to favoritism by executive producers. Um, no specific claims were made against the generous, however. Some told BuzzFeed News that they were told not to speak to the A-lister if she was in the office. Quote, people focus on rumors about how Ellen is mean and everything like that, but that's not the problem, one former employee claimed. The issue is these three executive producers running the show who are in charge of all these people and who make the culture and are putting out this feeling of bullying and being mean. They feel that everybody who works at the Ellen show is lucky to work there. Quote, so if you have a problem, you should leave because we'll hire someone else because anybody wants to work here. Oh, geez. Um, executive producers Ed Levin, Mary Connolly, and Andy Lassner told E! News they are taking the claims, quote, very seriously, adding in a statement, quote, we are truly hope- heartbroken and sorry to learn that even one person in our production family has, an- has had a negative experience. It's not who we are. It's not who we strive to be and not the mission Ellen has set for us. Okay, so they addressed it. Um, for the record, the day-to-day responsibility of The Ellen Show is completely on us, the statement read. We take all this very seriously, and we realize, as many in the world are learning, that we need to do better and are committed to do better, and we will do better. Um, let's see if there's anything else. Oh, according to a black woman who worked on The Ellen DeGeneres Show, she experienced what she described as, quote, microaggressions and was reprimanded by Galvin for asking for a raise and suggesting staff members undergo diversity and inclusion training, among other claims. Quote, I feel like I'm not alone in this, she said. We all feel like this. We've been feeling like this way. But I've been too afraid to say anything because everyone knows that, everyone knows, sorry, what happens when you say something as a black person. You're blacklisted. Another former employee said that after taking one month medical leave following a suicide attempt, they returned to work and were told their position was being eliminated in a separate incident. One employee said that they were fired after going on a three-week medical leave for injuries suffered in a car accident, working remotely for two days and to attend a family funeral and taking three days off to travel for another family funeral. Quote, that's the definition of a toxic work environment, where they make you feel like you're going insane, and then you're like, no, everything I was feeling was right. It was all leading up to this, the employee shared. According to BuzzFeed News, both accounts were corroborated by other Ellen employees and medical records. Quote, I'm not quote, sorry. Uh, those were all well-liked by Ellen producers, however, are treated, those that are well-liked by Ellen producers, however, are treated more favorably and often given gifts at the show, that the show receives from its sponsors. The employees who spoke to BuzzFeed News said, Quote, they hire people who maybe are inexperienced with how functional non-toxic work environments actually is, or someone who just wants to be in that atmosphere so bad that they'll put up with it. One former employee claimed, they kind of feed off of that, like, this is Ellen, this is as good as it gets, you'll never find anything better than this. One former employee said that they believe the environment on set could benefit from more hands and involvement from DeGeneres. Quote, if she wants to have her own show and have her name on the show title, she needs to be more involved to see what's going on. I think the executive producers surround her and tell her, quote, things are great, everybody's happy. And she just believes that, but it's her responsibility to go beyond that, she said. Inus has reached up to DeGeneres' rep, but not her back. Okay, here are my thoughts on this. There's three sides to every story. The Ellen side, the truth, and then the, side, the POV point of view from the people who spoke to BuzzFeed. I believe everybody's right. Um, I, it's, okay. 
I've been to a taping of Ellen, and my experience was interesting. It, Emma Watson was the guest, and it was really, really cool. She had a co-host. I think it was Jason Bateman, or it was someone... It was some, the guy who's married to Olivia um, Wilde. Jason Statham? No. Jason something. Anyways, he was our co-host, and Ella, Emma Watson was a guest, which I was so excited about. I went on a Thursday taping, which is the end of the week. Um, no, I went on a Friday. No. I think I went on Thursday. Sorry, I don't know. I went on a Thursday because I don't think they shoot Fridays. I went in 2014. Um, it was really interesting. Uh, we went in. It was fun. You know, you party dance before and then Ellen comes out and then she speaks to you for a little bit after. But it was very like, it was like a machine. It was like a well-oiled machine. It sort of had its routine. But it was a lot of fun. And her mother was there. It was cool. Um, so that was my experience of going to a taping. Now, I've heard even before all this sort of came out uh, post-COVID, um, that, you know, there had been a little fodder behind the scenes with regards to Ellen and, you know, the way she treats people, allegedly. Um, I, this is what I think. I don't think, this is how I would handle it. Hollywood's a really tough town. And, I mean, I have had friends that worked as assistants at talent agencies, really big talent agencies. And many of them have said their bosses were great, but also many of them said their bosses were hell. And it's a really, really tough industry. And I, I think, obviously, things are going to change given the current climate. I don't think you can treat people, you know, below you anymore. But there are just people who are genuinely really, really not nice people. And they don't treat people well. I've seen it outside of this business. But there are also people who are at the top of the game who are so kind. And I've met, you know, whether it be a party or something, or I've met, you know, someone famous. I mean, okay, here's an example. I met Marlene King, who is the creator of Pretty Little Liars uh, of the show. Literally, there could not have been a nicer person ever. She was so kind, so friendly, just one of those people who's just like, wow, this is a really good person, just happens to be really successful and have created a really successful show. Um, but I haven't really, I, I personally haven't met anyone that's not really nice, but here's the thing. I think if everyone should have just gone to, what do you call them, HR, and maybe you talked about this, but maybe it didn't go through. I don't know how Ellen runs her business. I don't know anyone that's ever worked. I do know one person that's worked for Ellen, but, you know, I obviously didn't discuss this intimately um, with this particular person. Um, yeah, it's it sucks, and I think the only thing that can be done is change. And we're, we're sort of in a moment in society where things really have to change, and um, hopefully moving forward, things change, and people are just happier and feel, uh, I guess, safer to go to work and not feel as though they're going to be treated poorly, um, because that's not great. That's Obviously, it's not good to go to work and feel like shit, or you know, feel like you're going to be fired, but yeah. So we'll see. Um, I, I, I do wonder if Ellen's going to address this. Um, her EPs, as I said, in the, or the article said, spoke to E! News releasing a statement. So yeah, we'll, uh, we'll see what comes about. Okay, second story of the day. Uh, this is from page six. This is an interesting story. Tori Spelling had cash seized from bank to cover Amex credit card bills. Interesting story. Quick word from our sponsors that we're going to read the rest of the stories. Now, I love me some Tori Spelling, and I'm literally such a big fan of her and her like fabulous father, Aaron, late father Aaron Spelling, the great producer in the gorgeous house in Beverly Hills, which is just like out of control. I love it. Um, okay, once again, this is from page six. Tori Spelling had cash seized from bank to cover Amex debts. Well, ooh, excuse me. Now we know why she was charging $95 for a virtual meet and greet. Tori Spelling had funds yanked from her bank account in April to cover her debts to American Express. Us Weekly is reporting. I wonder how Us, Us Weekly got a hold of her financial records. It's just like so shady. <laughs> Whatever bank she has, it's just like, you know, I thought that was like secret and stuff. I wonder, you know, my information's getting out there. I sure as hell hope not. They're going to learn that like, what, $45 my checking account? Like, <laughs> big surprise. Okay, to continue. <laughs> um, the transaction was a result of a March 2020 court-ordered, uh, court-ordered, something, page six, you have a typo here, um, executed by the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Before the cash grab, 
selling, spelling, whoa, 47 had a debt of $88,731.25 to Amex. Damn. Uh, which filed two separate suits against them in 2016, one for the 88 grand and another for nearly 38,000. It's unclear what she currently owes the company. Alas, American Express is but one of the wolves at spelling and husband Dean McDermott's door. A case against the Beverly Hills 90210 actress and her husband brought by City National Bank alleges the couple owes them nearly uh, 189000 on top of the 282000 they owe in back taxes to the state of California. Of course, California will have to wait its turn, just like everyone else in July 2016. Spelling and McDermott 53 were hit with a federal tax lien for over 707000 for unpaid federal taxes dating back to 2014. Quote, even when I tried to embrace a simpler lifestyle, uh, Spelling wrote in her 2013 book, Spelling like it is. I can't seem to let go of my expensive tastes. Well, girl, you got to. Um, that would uh, seem to include staging a photo shoot and similarly cash for department store Barney's in November 2019 with a wad of hundreds and then stacking up like five boxes of shoes to bring to checkout. Um, that's in the article. I don't think this is in any way funny. I, I feel really bad. Um, I know that Obviously, her mother, Candy, is very, very wealthy, um, the wife of Aaron Spelling. Um, and I guess it's been out there that Tor- Aaron left Tori and her brother, um, I think, allegedly $900,000, which, um, you know, Aaron is worth hundreds of millions. So obviously, that's, you know, I don't know. It's not my business, but I feel bad. I I I, I totally sympathize. Um, I Especially during this time where things work is so limited specifically in entertainment um i can't even imagine how hard that must be um but i i I take to task here the uh banks and stuff that are like just public making this public information like this should be private between her and her family not you know for the mistress of pop culture to be reading on the airwaves but you know i hope tori spelling works it all out i hope you know uh, everything she allegedly owes is covered and i hope one you know soon she can rest her head knowing that it's all paid off um you know Shout out to Candy Spelling, though. Give your daughter a couple million. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. Okay, third story of the day. Uh, Mr. Mister Yeezy himself, Mr. West, Kanye West, who I literally am the biggest fan of. A uh, little bit of an update on his uh, run for president of the U.S. This is from TMZ. Kanye West fills new docs for 2020 presidential run. Okay, now. Kanye West is full steam ahead in his 2020 presidential run. He just filed a second set of documents Thursday with the Federal Election Commission. Yeez... Yays, sorry. Uh, latest filing is called a statement of candidacy, which shows he's raised or spent more than five grand in campaign-related expenses that elevates him to new candidacy status under the federal campaign law. Kanye, of course, lists his party as BDY, birthday party, uh, which is now abbreviated. He uh, designates the name of his political committee, Kanye 2020. Excuse me. He also lists his residency as Cody, Wyoming, where he and Kim just bought a massive property. This is the second and more important set of docs that Kanye has filed with the FEC. He filed his first set Wednesday, a statement of organization for the campaign declaring the Kanye 2020 committee will serve as the principal campaign committee. It's interesting. Some media outlets are saying Kanye was not running, but we've been told otherwise we as in DMZ. Um, and the documents underscore that. The latest file, the latest was filed Thursday, yesterday at 12 a.m., 12.34 exact a.m. Kanye also filed legal docs, qualifying him to get on the ballot in Oklahoma. However, he missed the Wednesday deadline in the battleground state of Florida. As we reported, we as in TMZ once again, a market research company conducted a small poll, I mean, a poll, showing Kanye capturing 2% of the national vote. He ain't gonna win, but he could be a spoiler in a close election. The question, who would he help and who would he hurt? Well, I mean, 
Kanye said he wants to run for president, and everybody's allowed to do what they want to do, with the exception of murder and um, harassment and being a horrible person. Um, so, that's that. Uh, good luck to Kanye. And uh, if, if the Kardashian family is one day living in the White House in our lifetime, then hey, you know, we really are keeping up with the Kardashians. So, that's that on that. Okay, now, now we uh, go to our final story of the day. Um, <clears throat> a little uh, exciting streaming news, because I, myself, am a huge streamer. That's literally all I do when I'm not uh, working or... Uh, out and about doing whatever I have to do. I'm literally at home glued to my TV because I literally have no friends or no life. Um, and I also love TV. Like, I consume TV like it's water. Okay, this is from Deadline.com, basically, which is like the trade website of entertainment. Um, you know, whatever. Okay. Ext- uh, sorry, I didn't read the article title. Uh, Netflix releases all-time top 10 original movie list headed by Extraction. Um, Extraction has come out on top of the first ranking of original movies released by Netflix with a company reported 99 million viewers in its first four weeks on the streaming service. Wow. Well, that makes sense because Chris Hemsworth is in it. Let me tell you, I love me some Thor. Um, Netflix, which reports its second quarter earnings Thursday, has 183 million global subscribers. Its sizable subscriber gains in recent quarters tilt the list, uh, toward movies released recently. The company has also recently adjusted its metric for what counts as a view, now counting any subscriber who watches any programming for at least two minutes as an official viewer. Oh, come on. Okay, uh, Bird Box number two with Sandy Bullock. Um, the number three and number four titles, respectively, are Peter... Berg director Spencer Confidential, starring Mark Wahlberg and Michael Bay's Six Underground uh, with Ryan Reynolds. I have not seen these. Okay, here's the list in order. Extraction, haven't seen. Bird Box, haven't seen. Spencer Confidential, haven't seen. Six Underground, haven't seen. Murder Mystery, haven't seen. The Irishman, know about it but haven't seen it. Triple Front Runner, I'm sorry, Triple Frontier, haven't seen. The Wrong Missy, haven't seen. The Platform, haven't seen. <laughs> the Perfect Date, haven't seen. Listen, I love Netflix because my favorite show of all time is on Netflix, Gossip Girl. Also, um, uh, Pretty Little Liars used to be there. Now, Pretty Little Liars moved to HBO Max, I believe, because it's a Warner Brothers show. And HBO Max is Warner Brothers, like, based. Um, this is really exciting for Netflix. Uh, I think this is great. You know, get make that money. Um, I, I just, I'm, oh, and Stranger Things, of course. I love Stranger Things. Um, and there was something else, too, that I watched... Oh, The Politician. I saw bits and pieces of the first season, but I love Ben Platt, and I love Ryan, Ryan Murphy. I think he's a genius. Um, and I think he's just the best man ever. After I read that story about him and his two other producing partners of Glee, creating a college fund for Naya Rivera's son, Josie, which is just heartwarming. But anyways, I say all that to say, um, really excited for Netflix. I, I have a subscription to Netflix, Disney+, Plus, HBO, Hulu, all of it. Um, but I particularly right now, I'm loving Disney+, Plus and HBO Max, because they're new, and Netflix I've had for a while. Um, so, you know, it's to each their own, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I gotta check out these movies. I mean, I love Chris Hemsworth, but literally the only thing I, I've seen him in is the Avengers films, and they're all on Disney+, Plus. so... <gasps> yeah. Okay, well, those are my stories of the day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I'm eternally grateful. Um, please check out my podcast, basically anywhere where podcasts are posted. Apple iTunes, Radio Public, Podcast App, Podbean, uh, you know, Podcast Player, Spotify, um, and just everybody, please wear a mask, wash your hands, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another, have a really good weekend, um, and uh, do you, you do you, girl, you, you be your authentic self. All right, everybody, bye, 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 bye.